0: and welcome back to the She Mentors podcast. Today I'm chatting with Bari McGann, a courage and career coach who is a big part of the She Mentors community. Today we're talking about how she pivoted from the events industry into her coaching business after her role was made redundant. It's a really refreshing chat about the rollercoaster of building a business during COVID uh, and she shares some really interesting insights about limiting beliefs and mindset blockers uh, that she helps her clients with. All right, let's dive straight in. Bari, thank you so much for being on the She Mentors podcast with us. Oh, thank you for having me.
1: I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yeah. So for everyone listening, Vari is a huge part of the She Mentors community. So regularly booked for mentor hours. You also host an event for us each month called New Business Bosses. And so you're a huge support to business owners everywhere. Do you want to start by just telling us uh, a little bit about what you do and your career sort of history so far?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I'm Barry. Um, If you had to describe me in three words, the three words I'm going for are Scottish Kiwi Hufflepuff and all of the stereotypes you would think that comes with. Um, So I grew up in Scotland. I wanted to be a scientist and then discovered that being in a lab all day made me miserable. So I went into the events industry. I worked there for 10 years in leadership. I worked in a castle, worked at the London 2012 Olympics, in a zoo, in a museum, right up to national leadership. And then 2020 happened. <laughs> and I'd known for a while I wanted to get into the coaching space, that it all happened through She Mentors. So I went for it. And I now have my own coaching business. And I help women who. Are really doubting themselves but what they ultimately want to do is change the world with their work and I help them to take really courageous confident action to make that happen.
0: I love it and this is exactly why you say so popular in the She Mentors community because you've kind of lived that experience as well. Um, can you talk to us about um, that sort of pivot from your full-time job um, and what was the kind of moment that you were like right I need to sort of change direction? So I guess there were two.
1: So the first one was in 2019 when my role was made redundant very, very suddenly and not very well. I'll just say that. And I was a complete mess and thinking that this was my fall and it reflected on me and my work and everything I'd done for the past year or so in the role that I was in. And I remember actually coming to you and a few people and just being like, I've no idea what to do now. Then I met my first coach through She Mentors. And that whole process has really like, I guess, changed my whole life. I'd never met someone who coached in a really pure coaching way before, who just let me explore what I really needed and wanted. And I don't think I'd ever been asked in my life if I could do anything. What would I want to do? What's my real purpose? What's my calling? And I realized through working with Jane that actually coaching and helping other women was that but I didn't really know where to start and I'd had a couple of months um, looking for a new role and then a really cool opportunity came up to work for 18 months and I was like great this is a good stepping stone and this is a great time to do all this work in the background to become certified to like figure out how you run a business and to kind of get my name out there so I was like this is great and then a year after that me and my whole team um, went through redundancy. So that was, I guess, the second moment where I was like, well, the events industry doesn't really exist anymore. And I feel ready and I have this redundancy package. And actually the thing I'd love to do with it most is to start the business now to kind of go all in. And that's what happened.
0: And what were those kind of initial steps that you took to get there after being, after the role was made redundant? What did you kind of have to do first of all? So I'd done
1: some work in earlier 2020 on signing up to this coaching course on deciding how I wanted to practice and who I wanted to work with. So I was in the process of becoming certified of figuring out what type of coach I want to be, who I'd want to work with. But I think on the day that it happened, I'd actually listened to a great podcast about just knowing what you really want to do. And I was like, right, I need to know that. I need to put that out to the world. And I need to figure out what that would look like. And I think the first thing I did was announce just on my personal Instagram, like that day, this is what I want to do. This type of coach I want to be, this is I want to work with. And the response was phenomenal from people who I didn't even realize were watching what I was doing. And then I think I was like, okay, who do I know who's done this before? Who do I know who runs a business in a way that I really look up to? And let's just
0: have conversations with those people and start to figure out. And looking back, do you think that you would have taken this step had that role not been sort of made redundant? I think, so
1: I think I kept saying to myself, that role ends in December 2020. I'll take January off, we'll go on this nice summer holiday, which Mm. obviously still hasn't happened. And then in February, I'll like really start to be like, okay, this is it, I'm working for myself now. And I think I would have done it at a slower pace and I probably wouldn't have gone all in because I probably would have done the side hustle thing for the last couple of months I think it was the kind of the kick that I needed to like really go all in and be like all right this is what's happening now
0: yeah I love it and I've loved seeing you on that journey of of growth because I think you've you've really started to believe in yourself and you've turned that negative experience into one that's been really helpful to others as well Um, So who do you help? Like what are the kind of biggest challenges that you see when you're speaking to other women going through these um, exact uh, same situations as you?
1: So I think the woman that I work with the most is for anyone who's a Sound of Music fan, Maria at the moment, she like runs out of the abbey and is like, I need to find my confidence. I need to prove my worth. This is like a big new exciting challenge, which is just as scary as it is exciting. So often that's women who are, moving from maybe working corporate and the business into business, who are changing industry, who are stepping into leadership, who are stepping away from what was maybe a toxic company or a leader in where they've been, who are making that change. And the biggest challenge that I see, which is a funny one, is that the first thing I'll always say to someone is like, what do you actually want? What's the big dream? And every client I've ever asked that to has said, no one's ever asked me that. I've never been given the space to figure that out. I don't know. And I always say to people, because people will come to me and say, I just don't feel like I'm getting anywhere. And i will be like, well, where are you trying to go? And they're like, I have no idea. <laughs> That's probably part of the problem. And I think that clarity, even though it can be a little scary to kind of dream that big and put it out there, is a really powerful first step.
0: And so many people don't know. And we have that conversation in the membership quite a lot. So for people listening and thinking, that's me. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I want to do with my life. I don't feel that sense of purpose. What are kind of some things you would say to them to sort of help evoke that feeling of, you know, anything's possible and you're in charge?
1: Yeah, so I think... Look, we all know that everyone has a different, um, I guess, level of privilege and level level of setup in life at the minute. So not everyone can just quit what they're doing and trial something out. But if you removed any of the barriers you see, like uh, family life, money, commitment, whatever else, age, skill, education that you think is a barrier, like, what would you actually do? Like, what, if you could do absolutely anything, what would that be? And then try and figure out what's
0: a first step? What would just starting that look like? And then would you just like jot all your ideas down on paper and, and just get it out of your head?
1: Yeah. So I think there's a couple of different ways that I often work with clients on this. One is if you do want to work for someone else and that's the dream and that's great, write your dream job at. People are like, oh, but it might not come up. And I'm like, no, we have to imagine that it will. <laughs> and I had someone recently who was like, I just, I really want to work for Keep Cup. And I was like, great, that's wonderful. Like, so put, Keep Cup is looking for A, their week would look like, their team would look like, they would get paid this much money. These are the development opportunities. This is how much you travel with work. Like, write it out and then figure out from there what's a non negotiable. So it might not be keep cup, but is it a sustainable business? Is it a female owned business? Is it a business with a purpose? Like is it an international business? Just figure out what the parts of that are. And if you're like, you know what, I want to work for myself, write your whole week out. Like when are you working? Who are you with? What are you eating? What are the conversations you're having? What are you writing in your diary? What does your free time look like? And start big and then figure out, what first steps are and also what you're not willing
0: to negotiate or bend on because I think for lots of people who are in their own businesses we actually are in control of lots of those things yet we don't always have the confidence or perhaps it's the realization that we are in control of our hours and you know, every, every minute of the day, really, we can control that when we're a business owner. Different when you're in a corporate setting, mm. so it's slightly different. But I do, I think that's a really valuable exercise. So having it documented on paper is like a reference point for someone, a jumping off point, and then it sets you sort of more clear on your goals.
1: Definitely. And I think it also helps you recognize when you get there or when you get to parts of there. So I wrote this in August when I knew the redundancy was happening, but I still had a full-time job. Um, I wrote out what the dream day would look like. And that day happened in January this year. And I was like, oh my God, like it was supposed to be a six month dream and it happened in five months. And I was like, great, like let's dream bigger. And now there's like a much bigger, more expansive kind of dream day. And we'll get there someday.
0: What was your dream day? Can I ask?
1: Yeah, so it was very based on having control of my own day, not with someone else's meeting scheduler, you know, a nine to five. And it was about having... Uh, having a coaching session, which someone had paid me really good money for, was someone who I knew was a dream client, who I knew was really excited to work together. And it was about um, co-hosting an event and she mentors. So our first goals event day, that was my day. And I was like, I got what I wanted, did some mindset work, did some yoga, ate really well, had all these conversations with people I wanted to have, like got to check in on my social media and my website, got to see money coming into my bank account, got to have this amazing client call, got to host a She Mentors thing, got to go for a walk in the middle of the day. And I was like, this is the August 2020 dream.
0: Oh, that's so rewarding that that happened. Well done. That's really great. I love it. And so what kind of challenges do you think other women have, like when you're taking them through this journey? Like what are the biggest blockers that you see people having? Is it mindset?
1: I mean, it's different for everyone, but I think often it's not your own block. It's something that the world or society has projected onto you so mine a lot of the time previously was not being old enough to have my own business because I kept being told I wasn't old enough to have a leadership role and I wasn't old enough to have a national role and that wasn't my idea that was just what someone else had told me and actually if I look for evidence there are women in high school who have successful six-figure businesses so that's just not a thing at all and it'll be people saying like oh I'm I'm too old. And I'm like, that's just not true. Or a woman can't do this. I'm like, I'll be having none of that. Or I've actually got a new family, so I can't do this. I'm like, it's not that you can't. It's just maybe that's what the world's told you before. And often the block is just shedding whatever has been projected onto you. And like, what do you actually
0: believe? What do you actually want? And not what someone else has told you. So that shedding like what do you tell people like how do you get them to kind of shed those beliefs because it's quite hard when they're kind of ingrained in you from you know when you're small to in your 30 s and 40s like they're kind of in us aren't they
1: I think the first step is really recognizing that it isn't you and it isn't a universal truth so for me and this is a scientist in me like I need the hard evidence so Um, If people are saying, for example, about age, I need to go and find women significantly younger than me who do have massive successful businesses. So I can see that it's not a universal truth. So there is an opportunity there. And also then to recognize who has been telling that to you and maybe their motivation. So I know people have said things to me like, and I've had previous bosses admit that they were threatened that I would just take their job because I could do everything they could do. So they were like, Trying to keep me small in what I was doing. And I'm like, so that's actually not the
0: truth, and that's their problem, not mine. Totally. I'm so pleased that you can, yeah, that you're able to recognize that because you can't see it in the moment often, uh, yeah. which I guess is why you have a coach to help you through those, those challenges. Yeah. Definitely. And what do you find with running your business now? Like what have been the biggest challenges for you? Because we're still in COVID and we were having a bit of a grumble about this just before we pressed record because we're in Melbourne at the moment and it's um our fifth lockdown. <sighs> Heavy sigh. I feel like every podcast I've recorded ever is about COVID. <laughs> yeah, how are you feeling?
1: So I think the first thing in business getting used to was it being a roller coaster and that being okay. So I think. I was quite used to knowing and especially in my last job we got paid weekly so I was like every Tuesday this amount of money comes into my bank account like this is how I allocate it this is what's happening this is what happens on Monday morning this is what we do on Thursdays and it's very stable and I mean in the events world nothing's ever stable but a lot of what I was doing was the level that I was at and I think now it's not knowing what's going into your bank account every week and not knowing what every day will look like but I think the work I've been doing the past few months is just learning to love that and learning that actually it's not consistent, but now there's no limit on it and there's no boundary to it. And just to be like this up and down feeling and everyone else I've spoken to has a business who's maybe less than five years into it is like, this is it. It's up and down. It's up and down. It's up and down. There'll be months where you're like, it's taking off. And then you'll be like, wait, what happened this month? And that's, (laughs) that's just part of it. But I think for me and part of the work I've done with the coach I've been working with is what is like the real currency in inverted commas and for me it's how many people I've helped that month and that's been really consistent and that's been growing and that's all that matters.
0: Mm, That's really really good because yeah I totally relate to the highs and lows and I think you don't realize that that's going to be a case when you start a business because you just have this idea that it's all going to go smoothly and you're going to just get that income coming in and it's really difficult to actually be okay with the highs and lows because i think lots of us are looking for that security um special financial financial security as well uh so yeah i think that's really heartening that you know both you and i go through it everybody in the she mentors community goes through it and building a business right like a successful business takes like 10 years to build like we're in our early years of building it so we're going to have these highs and lows I think we always always will
1: yeah and I think it's just important to share that because I think that some people especially kind of on social media will only share the highs mm. and you're like it doesn't always look like that um, it is an up and down and it is a journey and I think the more particularly women in business can share that the better it will make everybody feel about what they're doing
0: yeah sometimes I just unfollow um, people that make me feel not happy yeah
1: Definitely I've done that I do recently
0: it. I had a bit of a clear out mm-hmm. because I think that there's yeah. also
1: for me it's it's the helping people that's like the big focus and the calling it's not the money, it's not the publicity, it's not the follower account. And anyone who's really into
0: that, I've just removed because I'm like, this is not the world I want to be in. It has to be realistic. And I think that's why it's important to find people in your community that are going through those challenges with you so you know that you're not on your own. Um, A couple of questions around like fear and courage, because that's what you really specialize in. What would you say to people at the moment who are going through a really difficult time through COVID and they're feeling the fear? and they're not perhaps feeling brave enough to take the next steps do you have any words of wisdom for them
1: yeah and i think everyone's been there this was definitely me in redundancy one and some other points in my career <clears throat> and i think the first thing to do is just to like feel whatever it is and don't try and cover it up and there is like obviously a lot of i think quite toxic stuff out there about just like no no like just see the silver lining and especially now and like we said melbourne lockdown like it's really rubbish like you just have to admit that like say out loud get your feelings out somehow and just be like this situation is really tough it's not great i'm feeling i don't want to put words in people's mouths whatever the things are that you're feeling and just to make sure that you've felt that and the way that i now sort of help people through particularly something like redundancy when you feel like you don't have control over it and i guess lockdown is quite similar when we sadly can't do very much other than stay in our to help people is to look at what you can still control or what has remained constant so for me in that redundancy I thought that like everyone was going to blame me and it was going to be terrible and be horrible to admit to people what had happened but like as soon as I did that flood of support and love I got from like the she mentors community from people who I didn't think you know I really had much of a um I guess friendship with from friends in the UK who posted like flowers and like my partner was abroad at the time and he sent all these like books and stuff and people were like it's not you and I was like you know what I've got this amazing support network it doesn't take away from the like eight, nine years I've got of experience in this industry. It doesn't take away my connections in the industry. It doesn't reflect on my work. It doesn't reflect on the relationships I've built with my team and with suppliers and like that's still really constant and then trying to figure out all that stuff you do still have and have control over like how are you best going to use that
0: But if you stay in bed for a week first and mope about it, that's totally fine. (laughs) Yeah, I think lots of people have done that at some point over COVID. Um, Yeah, that's really good. And those people looking for their next jobs, like what would you kind of recommend once they've got out of bed and they're ready to go, what would you say to them? So I think the whole thing now is that it's really
1: about conversation and connection over anything else. So the people that I've seen really step into new opportunities, particularly in the last 18 months, it's all because they've been around the right people. It's not because of an add-on seek or <clears throat> they've applied for something on LinkedIn. It's being vocal about what you want in the she mentors community on your LinkedIn page, just with your family and friends, with contacts in the right industry, um, and just being like, this is the kind of space I want to be in, this is what I'm looking for, and just being part of that conversation with whether it's joining in on, you know, commenting on some articles that are trending on LinkedIn. So your, you know, your name is out there in the right spaces. it's saying to someone that you maybe used to work with or someone that you maybe are in the same community as hey I know this is what you do this is actually what I'm looking to get into and it's those conversations that are really helping because I think the traditional job application thing at the minute when there's so many different roles out there and so many people looking who've been affected by COVID it's actually like someone knowing you and who
0: you are is more important. Yeah. And people want to help each other. Like I've seen that too. Like whenever you've posted about, you know, the redundancy or your, your business growth, people are behind you. They're like congratulating you. They're referring people because we want to support each other. when you know, we're having those difficult times. So I think that's really good advice. So rather than, you know, after you've had the period of time where you kind of want to be on your own and reflecting, get yourself out there again, make connections, meet people, get out on LinkedIn. Yeah I think that's really great advice um, and what other resources do you have for those people do you have any book recommendations podcasts? I know you've got an amazing podcast you can give that a little spruik.
1: I do so I'm the host of the Courage and Career Show and our whole first season which started last year was Women's Most Courageous Career Moment to really inspire others to like take the leap send the message I was gonna say move continent but it's maybe not quite possible right now like do all the things and then Season two, which just started this week, is all about, so I coach in an ICF style and that's how I practice. But season two is all the other kind of amazing help and support and modalities and magic there is out there to help people in that work space. Um, so that's a great one. And my favorite book, which is sitting next to my desk now, is Untamed. And I think the whole principle of that is just like, Forget what other people have told you forget what society's expecting like go and do your thing um and i can't remember the exact quote but it's highlighted a million times over in the book is that like a woman's role in this world is to keep becoming a better and better more courageous version of herself because that's what we want to inspire other people to do mm. and i think that book and i've lent it to so many people and being like this page and this page and this page like keep kind of going back to that
0: and remembering why you're here yeah so that's um uh untimable why by- and Doyle. and Doyle, yeah. Yes. So I've read that. I'm actually like 10 pages away from finishing it. Absolutely love it. Highly recommend it. Um, and yeah, that is just such a good reference point because it's totally right. It's like strip strip away everything you've ever kind of believed and heard about the world and actually start re-examining it. Uh, so that's a really great resource.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I think the other book, which uh, it's called Aligned and Unstoppable by Cassie Mendoza-Jones, who actually lives in Sydney. She is... I love her approach. It's different to anything I've ever read. And there's so much in it about, you know, you see all these people doing amazing things in probably the career that you want to have, but she has a whole chapter on like, there's always room at the top. Like there's space for you in there. Good work always has a place. It's about how you approach things. And she talks really openly about the start of her new career. I think the quote is, and it's on my fridge. I showed up because I was too excited not to. She's like, I don't have any clients. I don't have any business. But I sat in my office because I was like, I will be showing up. And I think that was me at the start. And it's me on some of the harder days now to be like, no, I'm really excited by what I do. Doesn't matter if there's nothing in my diary, I will be showing up somehow.
0: Yeah. And you can tell, right? So the energy that you bring, I think, to, you know, the podcast here and the meetings I've seen you host and she mentors, like, you really do bring that energy and excitement. And that's why people are drawn to work with you. So on that note, where can people go and uh, find out more about, you know, coaching with you and where can can they connect with you? Yeah. So the podcast is a good one. If you just want to hear
1: a little bit more, it's the Courage and Career Show. Um, I hang out on Insta mostly online it's at Courage and Career Coach. And I genuinely love to chat to people. Like, when I get a message from someone I don't know, which isn't like a cold sales pitch, I'm always like, oh, like, are you in Team Mentors? Did you listen to the podcast? Like, <laughs> how have we found each other? Um, i've actually just redone my
0: whole website courageandcareercoach.com so you can go and check out the new design on there love it okay so i'll leave all of those uh details in the show notes for people to click through so definitely drop uh varia message and say that you've listened and that you're feeling inspired um yeah thank you so much for sharing your story on the she Mantles podcast It's loved having you here and thanks for all you do with our community as well oh thank you so much my pleasure I hope you enjoyed the episode with Bari uh, it's so good to have an honest conversation about the struggles of building a business um, and knowing that you're not going through it on your own if you'd like to connect with Bari I'll leave her details in the show notes uh, she's also available for mentor hours inside the she mentors platform So if you want to join us, and I strongly recommend it if you're relating to any of this (laughs) that we spoke about today, then jump over to shementors.com.au and we'd love to see you there. All right, until next time.